Welcome to your weekly dose of comedy with your host, Dana Pereira. Where's our participation trophy? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Where's Our Participation Trophy. I'm Dana Pereira and I am so fucking excited to talk to my guest today, stand-up comedian Aaron Tracy. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I, so... I've been wanting to try stand up forever. So basically I'm using my show as a way to talk to you and pick your brain and see (laughs) the ins and outs of a female comic. I love it. So when did you become interested in comedy? Like when were you like, this is what I'm doing? Yeah, I had a weird road to comedy because I was an experimental dance theater artist um, for my (laughs) early career. What is an experimental Um, dance? Yeah, Yeah, I know it sounds bad. I wasn't a stripper, I guess is what I'm saying. (laughs) I I made weird dance. Well, I I wrote funny things. I wrote funny monologues and made like interpretive dances to go along with them. Basically, it was my, um, I was always trying to figure out how language and movement could live together. Um, And... So I did that for a really long time. I I started going to open mics because I early on, because I wanted to get better at being funny since the material I was writing for myself um, and sometimes for other people was, was mostly comedic Uh um, with some exceptions. And so I was like, okay, I need to learn how to work that muscle. So it sort of just became that at first. And then I think when I was in graduate school, I finally just put stand up into a a dance piece that I was working on. And I just, I love, I love the iterative process, right? Like where you're like, okay, um, it's the only thing that I can edit through performance. So I, and it's rough and ready. Like I can perform five times a night, you know, get up all over town. So I don't know. I just kind of, my life slowly, but like surely all the doors that were opening were moving in that direction and it felt right. So, so I, I guess I, I kind of was comedy adjacent for a long time. And, and then right now I'm still trying to figure out how to bring the movement piece back in. That Mm -hmm. is something that feels kind of like the next, the next study is like, how do I add in this part of language right but um, because there's there's comedians that use music in their shows there's you know some use fucking puppets some you know like there's ways that compare me to the puppet guy (laughs) (laughs) there is ways to like move in that direction and I mean wow so you've always been like performance mind yeah, I feel like that's the um, the thing that I've done my whole life is I've always been a performer. So, you know, the that piece of it feels very natural and and good. The the writing piece of it and and making edits and not sticking to a script and the there's part of comedy that I love so much. It's one of my favorite parts, which is staying very open, right, and letting things change. So. I think all of those things have been more of the exploration for me than like, oh my gosh, I have to get on stage and talk in front of people because that 
basically, if you would just let me do that all the time, I would do it for free probably, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love to perform. So the first time you get up on stage, I'm just curious if you remember or not, do you remember what your material was? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like, oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm I was, really putting you on the spot right no, now. <laughs> well, I was doing some of the material that I wrote um, for like my funny dances. So like, I wasn't even doing like stand up stand. I was like trying to figure out my, I, the one that it comes to mind is I had a whole thing about like part of the fun of escaping something is the possibility that you might be recaptured. <laughs> Went great. No, I very, but you know what I mean? Like it was, I was, it was a different, but that, I think that was the, like the whole premise was like, okay. Um, part of the fun of getting out of something bad is that, you know, maybe you'll get caught again, you know, it's, yeah. ah, let's be dangerous. Uh, and that piece actually was funny because I like, I just stood in a spotlight on stage and the opening of that piece was like a bunch of false starts where I would just be standing there and like uh, a person would run and pick me up and carry me off stage and it would black out and it just happened (laughs) too many times. Um, But, but yeah, I think I was, I was still looking for a way to, and again, it wasn't a perfect, uh, synthesis definitely not at the beginning and still isn't now but I was looking for a way to work out that language and see if I could get people to laugh even though it it was maybe a little rougher given the expectations of an open mic yeah (laughs) Yeah. so you are you constantly like pulling from your like let's say you're out to lunch with your friend and you're sitting there and you see something happen to somebody you know three tables away are you like noted using it do you do that I mean sometimes I feel like the more than anything else I talk about myself because I'm (laughs) that sounds bad I uh I it's the truth I feel like that um my experiences so that might fall into my experiences if something you know wild happens out while I'm having lunch or um but but yeah I think everything is in play. You're always, um, open, right. When you're, when you're writing, but Mm -hmm. I I think for the most part, it it tends to be like, okay, lived experience things for me. I know for me, whenever like I watch a comic on stage and I like can see the process of how, like where, and their brains just blow my mind sometimes. I'm like, it's really cool to watch somebody go from, you know, A to Z with something that they have in their head. Yeah. And I'm always like that because I don't feel like my brain does that. Is that like also kind of like a muscle that you have to work at? Yeah. I mean, if you want me to get extremely nerdy on this interview, I can. <laughs> we love nerds here. How nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you want me, I, I guess I should be trophy wife. So I don't know for sure, but uh, um, I was a trophy wife once. I am. Um, no, I, I don't know for sure. No, I, I do. I have a friend that studies comedy and neuroscience and it is, it's a muscle, right? It's, it's a practice and you can refine kind of that 
practice of bringing unrelated things together just by virtue of like, okay, showing up and doing the work. It's like, how do I pull these two worlds together? But the, the science of it is actually super interesting about like where it's happening in your brain and, and how it is unique from kind of any other art form where you refine a skill over time in a certain way, it's happening in a different place in your brain. Disclaimer, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm just repeating what I understand. <laughs> YouTube comments. And, and, and leaving out the rest that you don't yeah, understand. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to talk at a very high level about neuroscience on this podcast. Hold on. <laughs> if you just use the big words, none of us will know. We will just yeah. believe you. Um, but I, I love that about it too, is that it's happening at that that place that is building connections in your brain. So so great comedic minds, like you're saying, are very practiced at bringing A and Z together. So I started improv and I've been talking about it a lot because yeah. it's like my life now. I started improv <laughs> about 10 weeks ago and um, it like there are people that like I get up on stage and I'm like, I'm so dumb. What is going, you know, like I, I feel like so on the spot, I'm in my head, I'm trying really hard to get better at it. And then yeah. I watched this guy get up on stage. He's been doing it for six years and he was just like, boom, boom, hilarious. Got it going with it, doing it, you know? And I was like, fuck, I like cannot wait to get to a point in my journey with that, that I feel like I can get up on a stage and just like, boom, 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 fire stuff off. But on the flip side of that, I was saying like, you know, I went up, I did my scene. I was like, ugh, that was terrible. I hated it. I was awful. And every other person was like, what are you talking about? That was great. <laughs> you know, do you do yeah. that to yourself too? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm my worst critic times 10. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think in some ways it's good to have that mindset because it, it helps you um, refine your practice a little bit, but I think it can also be a little destructive as well. You just have to kind of be in it. Right. And yeah. I think the other thing that this part of the story brings up is like, I don't know. I think a lot of people start doing comedy thinking like, well, I'm a funny person. You know what I mean? Like, like I can make the gals laugh around the water cooler, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> who that character was, but, uh, uh, she, we're naming her Nancy. Done. That's yeah. Nancy. <laughs> yeah, Nancy. She's the funniest secretary in the pool back in the 1950s. I, uh, but that, that idea that like, oh, I'm a, I'm a funny person, like innately I'll be good at this. And definitely there are people that are very talented naturally out there, but no matter what, if it's improv, if it's sketch, if it's stand up, like it's like learning any other skill, you just have to suck for a while. Yes. Yes. So another thing that I had noticed was, you know, improv one was super fun because we were all just being idiots, right? Like we were like, nobody really cared. We were just being stupid and it was really fun. And then, you know, move up a level and they start to teach you things and you're trying mm -hmm. to like put those into play when you're doing it and you're not doing it right. Or, and then you're like, oh, this isn't as fun as improv one, because now I have to actually put what I'm learning <laughs> into the scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, my standup, I teach uh, standup uh, and I feel like my students 
always come in like, you know, I could tell a funny story at a party. And then we get to one liners week and it's like, you got to write a bunch of just like very technical jokes. Totally okay if they suck, but like, you got to just go at it. And, you know, that that's the week I say separates the bitches from the badass bitches because like the people that show up and like perform whatever run liners they wrote, like you can really, you know, you can tell who's like, okay, I realize that this is just like anything else, right? Like I'm not going to be perfect at it the first time. And I'm just willing to show up and do the work. I think that's another thing I love about comedy in general is like, there is, there's that simplicity to it right it's like okay if I show up and I do the work and I'm on time and I'm reliable like that solves for a lot of things so uh, you can actually get better at it how did you end up teaching comedy and you're at Second City yeah I teach through Second City in Hollywood here um I I was I took a class there I was in grad school I was in San Diego and I started driving up for classes and um I don't know they hired me no I uh <laughs> I'm like what do you, do you have to like uh, go in and Dana, make someone laugh or what you don't know about me is that I'm incredibly bossy uh no uh <laughs> they're like please here here are some people to boss around um I I don't know and so like I became part of that community and I moved to LA I was getting a lot more work up here um and they they offered me a show so I produced a show there and hosted an open mic for them they got to know me even more and then they needed a sub and I subbed for them and uh that class that I was subbing became my class and from there on out they kept hiring keep asking me back for some reason so (laughs) and Uh, you have to like come up with like a schedule of things you're going to teach, right? Like, okay, week one, we're going to cover this week two is going to be this. I mean, we have a syllabus uh, and it's created by an excellent comic named Dan Telford. Like we have some structure already in place for, um, for some of the levels and um, it's, it's writing, you know, I think that's Mm -hmm. the other thing about standup is you, you write it, direct it and perform it yourself. And I think the, the practice of, okay, here, I'm going to take on all these different kinds of writing styles, both doing the writing and performing then in class is, is how we approach it. Wow. So I have a couple of friends that are doing, um, stand-up classes also, and I am nervous as fuck to start it, but I'm going to force myself to do it just because it's, you know, I was afraid to do improv too. And here I am and I love it. And I'm like, all right, just give it a shot. See what happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going in, being ready to do the work is all that makes a difference. And obviously being willing to go to open mics is the Mm -hmm. other piece. Like my students who actually do that are Um, much, much more successful than those that don't for the most part. Do you find um, that there's a lot more men in that industry than women? In the industry? Yes, (laughs) I do. It's, I see a lot. I mean, there's a lot of big name females out there too, but I've noticed a lot whenever I'm looking at like a flyer for a comedy show that there's usually like one or two females and then like, you know, 78 sausage fest dudes. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's really, uh, that's super common. And I, I don't even think 
anybody is ashamed about that. So yeah, yeah, I think it's, and I, and I honestly, I don't even necessarily, it's kind of one of those Mobius strip situations where it's like, okay, are there fewer women in comedy because it's hard for women in comedy and people are finally just like, okay, forget it. Or is it harder for women in comedy because like there just aren't as many women that want to do comedy. Um, Yeah. I think it's the first one personally, but, uh, but I don't know. And I think it's getting better. It's gotten better. And like, you know, I have, I have seen a change um, in terms of more and more, more and more women producing great shows and, and getting opportunities and, and doing, doing great work. So I, not that women, that women have always done great work in comedy as far as I'm concerned, but it's but, getting but recognized. there are more of us, right? There yeah. are more of us and we're getting, um, we're getting further along too. So yeah, there are definitely challenges that go along with that. And, you know, there was some statistic that I will quote, even though I don't know if it's real, if it's fake news, but um, <laughs> I feel like uh, nothing on the internet is real, but I, I think something like 17% of headliners, like national headliners are are women, which that's a pretty small number. It's a really small number, but it's like, whenever you're thinking of women in comedy, who do you think of? You think of Chelsea Handler, you think of Amy oh, Schumer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like a little bit harder for me to come up with a whole bunch of names, but whenever it comes to dudes in comedy, it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's like a whole long list of them. It definitely feels like it's, uh, I know, mean, one's I would- longer than the other. But I think that's where, like, if you're a woman that has an interest in comedy, it becomes your job to learn more female comics names. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's the only way we get any opportunities is if you're our fan, if if everyone out there, men and women and everyone say, okay, like, we are interested in hearing more from different people and we will seek them out because you know, I can, I can, we could spend all this podcast, me listing great female comics you should know about. Well, but. you know, I would absolutely <laughs> love to hear yeah. you. Who are some that you are like, Hey guys, these people are great. Shout them out. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite comics I've ever seen perform live is Nicole Byer, who we all know uh, from nailed it. I feel like, but she's an incredible stand-up comedian, like on stage, like nobody, I love Marcella Arguello. Like there are so many people out there doing it. I mean, I'm trying to keep it to the people that maybe not everyone will know, but uh, obviously Ali Wong is amazing. Oh, so um, funny. Yeah. So, so funny. Uh, I, um, I don't know. How, how many do you want? I, I feel you like my have a good friend Atsuko Okatsawa, which I totally am destroying the pronunciation of her name. I'm sorry. Um, Deborah <laughs> Di Giovanni, Jackie Cation, Lori Kill Martin, like all of these people that just you should know and, and know their comedy. There are a million others that um, I, I feel like, you know post below YouTube yeah. <laughs> who you love feels like this moment Have your favorite but, um, female comedian uh, do you know Liz Mealy I know the name I don't know her personally so Liz was on the show um oh probably about seven or eight months ago and I actually found her on Instagram like she like popped up in my feed one day and I was like oh she's funny and I started following her and you know she cracks me up and I was so excited to have her on the show 
Um, but one thing that she said that I really loved was she's like, if you're a comic that doesn't bomb, you're not doing it right. Do you feel the same way? I mean, I think maybe I would say you're not doing it enough because no matter how good you are, you're going to bomb. <laughs> you're going to bomb on yeah. a long enough timeline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody bombs and it's just something you have to develop a strategy to like handle emotionally. Right. Like I bombed pronouncing Atsuko's name. So <laughs> I will beat myself up over that for a and moment. And how are and, you coping uh, with that? Yeah, right now? Not, not very well. <laughs> Not very well. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think you just have to know that that's part of it and work to get your skills, um, to a place where you, where it happens less and less, Yeah. but know that it's going to happen, right? Like you're working new material, you're, you know, any number of variables can come into play. Yeah. Um, I think that was part of her point was when you write new material, you then have to go out and test the new material. And sometimes it's going to land and sometimes it's not. And sometimes you're playing to an 80 year old audience when you wrote jokes for a 40 year old audience. (laughs) And, you know, so it really depends on like what they had to eat that day. If it was sunshiny that day, you know, like there's so much that goes at play whenever it comes to an audience and whether or not your jokes are going to, you know, do well with them. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to bomb. You're going to have to deal with that. It's not fun. I mean, uh, it's not fun, but <laughs> you'll live. <laughs> yeah. So just, so I watched a little bit of you on YouTube earlier today and I was dying at the guy that was taking you on zoom dates and changing <laughs> the name of the zoom meeting to different restaurants. <laughs> yeah. It was a dark moment in my life. Uh, dating and quarantine. It was super dark. Uh, that was real. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I punched up the jokes a little bit for him, but <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it's real. It's real out there. Don't be single right now. Y'all, if you can help it. <laughs> so is that like a big part is because I get stories all the time, like online dating, horror stories, regular dating, horror stories, horror breakup stories, like just some crazy ass shit. Is that where a lot of your stuff, do you kind of revolve it around that? I talk about, I feel like I talk a little bit about love, you know, like, like what, like finding love maybe, or my relationship to partnership and those kinds of things is something that is, there are things that I think about. So I talk about them on stage and um, I, less about online dating because I don't online date, but, um, but more of like, you know, as a woman who's 30 and, and also, um, you know, been married and is single and all of that good stuff, just, just what that is, what that reality is like. And where my brain is when I think about it and think about interactions like that. Yeah. So I'm at the point in my life where, I mean, I grew my whole following on making fun of my husband and my kids and myself, you know? Yeah. 
that's what's available. You'll be ready for stand-up. I feel like if you can make fun of your life and whatever it is you're going through, uh, that's- And I do. And I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. That's a good step in the right direction. It's like, oh, okay. Because people inherently will relate to that, you know? So if you were like, this is my favorite question to ask people, by the way. If you are like your biggest dream comes to fruition, what are you doing? No fear of failure. It can be like, if you, yeah. if you're like, I'm going to, I don't know, become queen of fucking England, whatever it is. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, great question. I should always, you should, as a comedian, always have an answer to this question, watchers. <laughs> so um, the fact that I am going to stall for a hot second, not, don't take my example. I'm not being a good teacher right now. I, it, fantasy life, fantasy world. I love to host a, my own show. Mm-hmm. right? Where I can do comedy and have guests. And in my fantasy world, uh, we actually started, I don't know if you, how deep you dove into YouTube, but like I had a little talk show in, I that saw. started in January, 2020. Um, great timing uh, that <laughs> we're on hiatus right now, but I, I'd love some version of that where like the people I was inviting were people that create things that I want to have a larger part of the societal conversation, right? Like we talk to movie stars and musicians and directors so much, but um, this show really, we talk to a lot of choreographers and comedians and neuroscientists, because those are the worlds where, I mean, I don't, I'm, I know something and I know some people and I feel like, gosh, if, if I could have a late night show and, and I could make people fan out over a scientist that would make me super happy. And, and, and how do we start to expand kind of our cultural conversation to include people that are, um, that are not always included by virtue of what it is they do, but they're still contributing, right? It's just a little bit different than um, whatever the, the movie is that's out there. So I guess my, if I could have anything I wanted, it would be a talk show where I could utilize all of my comedy skills, but also provide a platform to um, have a a conversation around culture in that way, where uh, some voices could be invited that maybe aren't ones that we hear from or don't get to contribute in the way that others do. That's awesome. And I, I really feel like that's not so far-fetched. I mean, you are in the land where there is, yeah. you know, where you have opportunities to meet and yeah. connect with people that could possibly make that dream come true for you. You're already on yeah. stage. You're already comfortable. Like with that, that doesn't feel like a fantasy land to me. That feels like yeah. this is something that this is happening. <laughs> This is thank happening. you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it's it's um hopefully that'd be great. I I mean Creative Crush which was the the name of the show um when we had just the, the little t- test for it. That'll come back um here soon and we'll just keep making episodes and I'll keep flirting with people and we'll see <laughs> what happens. That's awesome. So tell people where they can go to maybe check out one of your shows or, or find yeah. you on social media so that they can follow you and your career and all of the yeah. other amazing women that I'm sure you also highlight. 
Yes. Yeah. ErinTracyComedy.com uh, uh, is my website. Uh, it has my calendar. So if you want to see a show, I try to keep it as updated as possible. Some days that happens, some days it doesn't. Um, <laughs> Uh, AaronTracyComedy.com, AaronTracyComedy on Instagram and all the other places where you get your social media drug. Uh, that is uh, Aaron Tracy Comedy everywhere. And yeah, I have a lot of podcasts and things I, I try to post. This one will be posted to the website too. I try to post everything that I do there, but uh, needs a little update because I've been pretty busy these days. But, but go, there's information about shows and um, yeah. Uh, I know you just said that out you, there. Were, you were out yeah. on a tour recently, right? Oh yeah. I, well, yeah, I, I was, I travel all around Southern California right now because mm-hmm. we're in this weird, like COVID ish world. Um, <laughs> we're not full. It's like one yeah. foot in, we're kind of testing the waters. We're like, what the fuck is going on here? We're not quite sure yeah. yet. Yeah. So you'll notice on my calendar, uh, it's kind of like, I'm in San Diego this weekend, which I don't know when this is going to be posted, but I'll be in San Diego all weekend for shows. And, you know, I've been trying to get out of LA because, you know, we have to, to get longer stage time for the most part. So uh, I've, I've definitely been touring all around this part of the world and, and like a little bit, you know, the Western-ish states, but um, I'm excited for, for getting back out there on the road a little bit more than I have been already, but yeah, I'm, I'm out there. Maybe uh, if you live in a random city in California, I will be coming to your city soon. <laughs> or somewhere near it. <laughs> or somewhere near you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully that will expand soon. But, but for right now, keeping it kind of close to home. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on yeah. and teaching us a little bit about comedy today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was great. And good luck in your comedy light in your improv classes. And thank you. Yeah. I'm like, know. if I say it on my show, then people in eight months from now, I'll be like, Hey, you said this thing. Are you going to do it or not? So I'm, I'm like forcing future me to be held accountable by saying okay. it right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's let's hold Dana accountable, everybody. Let's say, all right, where's where's your type five? <laughs> yeah, mark your calendars, everybody. On August seventeenth at three o'clock, you're going to message me and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I love it. Yeah, honestly, that helps in comedy too because sometimes it's it's pretty lonely out there, so having accountability helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, I am out of office. For the next two weeks, I'm going to Hawaii with the family, going to celebrate my 40th year around the sun. So I'm pretty excited about that. And don't forget, even if you are not nailing it this week, you're still going to get that participation trophy. Bye. 